0: Thomas, but they call me Tommy. That feels like fodder for the pod. (laughs) You simply must meet
1: Thomas, Thomas. Hi, I'm Stage and Stages' Lynn Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. (laughs)
2: everybody, welcome back to the Hamilcast. It is me, Jillian. I am here with one Tommy Kail and it feels ridiculous.
0: feels pretty good to me. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here.
2: Thank you, you were, um, so Tommy Kale, everyone knows Tommy Kale. if you're listening to episode 120 something, like everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, by like
0: 118, they had a sense of who I, I was. They were
2: like, oh, I should Google. And now like I came Tommy to Kale.
0: set the record straight.
2: <laughs> exactly, you are not Alex Lacamoire.
0: Uh, and we need to let the Patreon peeps know that. <laughs>
2: Believe me, they know. They
0: might be the only ones. You
2: both have stunning hair, but the hair is very different.
0: I I have to say, I don't fully understand it, but I do love him. So I will accept it.
2: Okay, great. So you came from Chicago today. I did. You like were on a plane, what, an hour ago?
0: (laughs) It's this amazing thing where you can wake up in one city and then somehow this piece of tin brings you to another. Yes, I woke up in Chicago where we just announced the Hamilton exhibition uh, yesterday and today.
2: That which is amazing. So I, I mean, I feel like we should kind of. I feel like I have nothing to say to you. I'm really nervous that you're here, and I appreciate. Well, that
0: you're I'm here. I'm very nervous that you're here in my apartment, we so said. I need you to leave.
2: Oh, is okay. Excuse me. I want I want to let travels. I want to let the people
0: know that <laughs> this is for musical theater nerds like me. <laughs> the equivalent of going to Mark Marin's garage. That's ridiculous, right?
2: I can't. You have to leave now. Now you have to I feel like to be a no very short.
0: <laughs> like instead of like Lynn Toberfest, it's like it's only like one minute of kale,
2: right? Which, it's like which the kale, feels,
0: that feels appropriate.
2: Yeah. Now, oh man, I was put on the spot. Usually, I'm quicker, and I'm uh, like the,
0: the, s- the Sasquatch of Twitter, as <laughs> Stephanie Clemens calls me.
2: Right. Absolutely. Uh, well done. You're well not, done, Steph. You're not on the Twitter. You I'm have not. no time for it. No use for it. You're busy.
0: I have I have use for it, but I just have no. I don't know that anyone's uh, interest in what I have to say oh, could be go. that much greater than uh, that of Alex Lackamore. So, forty eight percent of what Alex tweets is me. <laughs>
2: It's like how Lynn is and, like
0: uh, and the other ninety percent is Alex.
2: Right. And how Lynn is like the Sauce's proxy on Twitter. It's like, you know,
0: L- Jonathan, Think about me and Groff.
2: <laughs> you guys pretty are good. you do is that you guys look so similar. I'm not entirely I, sure. I, who's when here I get right confused now.
0: with Jonathan, I'm very happy. <laughs> Alex less so. <laughs> oh my
2: god. Um okay, so before we get into all this stuff, there is a drink here. Yes. Green tea based. Mm. It's called the Venerated Virginian. Oh. Right?
0: Come so on. watch your mouth that, right? that is that is indeed where i'm from
2: i know uh but it's a because gre- you're a green tea person so it's yes you, when we were on the phone you're also a phone person which is like bizarre and awesome um I'm we old. talked <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning on a sunday when you were in la it was like 8 a.m your time
0: <laughs> oh i was like please i didn't call you i was like who's awake and wants it's to talk to be- me
2: <laughs> i'm bored <laughs> i'm just like scrolling so through um, G pen.
0: With- that's how you're in my phone
2: really yeah that's yeah, yeah. fake you said that you were gonna say a lot of lies on this so is that one of them i'll I'll
0: let you know when i'm lying that one that one is true all
2: right great that's crazy um and you said that well no you were on your way to like a Breakfast meeting on like a Sunday morning at eight o'clock your time and I was like, that's how you become." Tommy you're making Hale. me
0: sound a little uh, More wonderful than I am because let me tell you what's great <laughs> working on a Sunday I it might have been me trying to just compress some time because I knew I had to get back for the pod So I was trying to get all my work done <laughs>
2: and that this little thing in and, Chicago and then I've
0: been fasting and not about on vocal rest for the last six days because <laughs>
2: Cause you know that we're just good. We're gonna make Bill yeah, Sherman's yeah. episode sound like it's it's in slow motion
0: Well, I'll tell you what <laughs> don't listen to this one on 1.5 speed. <laughs>
2: okay, Well, let me, okay, it's a green tea, but see, we're already doing it. We're already waiting. We're gonna stay on task. So you were just like, I like water and green tea, so if you just gave me water with a gigantic green tea ice cube, I'd be happy, and guess what? That's exactly what you have.
0: Deliverance. (laughs) It is, it is exactly what I would have hoped for.
2: Right. And you said, because you were like, I know that you put so much time and effort and I do it. So does my husband, Mike. Yes. And um, you were like, I would hate for you to do that. And then I show up and I just like, I hate this and pour it on your rug. And I'm like, wow, you just went no. to right to 100. I feel like
0: you're... now you're actually telling the lies. <laughs> no. And what I said was I'd throw it on your rug. Oh,
2: OK. God, just you're a wordsmith. You're really. Yes. I'm friends
0: with wordsmiths. <laughs> well, I
2: was going to say. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what we're drinking. Cheers. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you. Absolutely. Do I like cheers and drink it now? Is that the uh, thing? Yeah. No, yeah, I just cheers. I just cheers his other one. Oh, and there's to, you. Yeah, I'm Every, here. Too. There's about seven people here. <laughs> I'm here too. I'm traveling pretty deep.
2: <laughs> it's very refreshing. Ugh Perfect. Pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's this raspberry amazingness. I'm
0: ready now. Right. I felt a little weird before that sip, but now I'm, I'm pretty focused.
2: Great. Um, I don't know. Sh- I mean, we should should we start about Chicago? Sure. The exhibition. It was just announced today, and you said that you like slyly. You were like, uh, that's kind of why I planned to be here today.
0: That is. I mean, when you offered me the two dates available in 2018, <laughs> and this was one of them.
2: Well, but you know what? No, the no, date, no. I understand. The date on episode br- 121. <laughs> no, Everybody no, no. knows. No, <laughs> no, I get it. You couldn't date. have
0: Javon back for the seventh time. <laughs>
2: No, the dates that are like not July, yeah. because I don't want to have anyone. I did that already. And I can't have you guys here in July. I
0: wouldn't even think of coming. <laughs> no, exactly.
2: So I'm like, uh, before all that happens, like, yes, no, this is
0: both the perfect climate for us to talk and <laughs> yes. the perfect moment. And, and I was excited to have a chance to get to talk about this thing that yeah. we have had under wraps for 16 months. Um, So we've been working on this for a while
2: 16 months. Yes, can you tell the people what it is?
0: It is a 360 degree immersive exhibit that will launch in Chicago It's a twenty seven thousand square foot tent 19 rooms that are fully designed and rendered
2: hashtag Hamilton That's Uh, what what I saw the corns
0: corns is all over this and I you know what? He's right. <laughs> it should be <laughs> Hamilton. It's, it's, He's very good at It's exactly life. right. So, um, David is the creative director of this. I've been collaborating with him and Jeffrey Seller and Lynn and Joanne Freeman um, for the last, you know, 16 months, as well as um, this group, uh, Imagine Entertainment, that does this kind of event um, that tour around. But we're starting in Chicago and we'll see how it goes from there. But we're going to open uh, this November and hopefully people will uh, enjoy a thing that we've. Worked very hard on.
2: Well, it seems to be a trend. You and these people work very hard on things, and people seem to. If really nothing else, them. our
0: our effort is uh, legitimate. I love that. We'll see what happens. After Joanne
2: that. Freeman, badass historian. Joanne. One Freeman. of
0: one of your great apps thanks two apps two, we broke look it into at you. two
2: i'm like i feel like i've been in, out in the sun all day this is crazy um i love her i think she's awesome i love that she's she is involved in this and her whole thing was that like when she was talking to me and joanne why didn't you say anything under the off the record i can't believe it Lynn didn't say a word you guys are good secret keepers well, uh, but her whole thing is like hamilton's words she really wanted his actual words in the show right so i love that she's involved in like making that in this amazing Hamilton exhibition.
0: Absolutely. And and you know, being around Joanne, it's you know, it's like the education we all wish we had. Totally. And as Lynn said many times, when the show is two hours and thirty four minutes, there's only so much you can get in. And this Sorry. was a chance to use the show as a portal to something much bigger than the show, which is the investigation of our country. And I think that's the thing that we were very moved by with kids as young as six all the way up through high school, you know, of course, and and into their, you know, 20s. People coming to the show and then just letting that be the beginning of their of their dig. Mm-hmm. And this is a way for them to continue to dig more. And Lynn is in your ear as like an audio guide. Right. Which is probably great for everybody else and like a little bit annoying for me. Um, <laughs> now everyone knows what it's like to be me. It's like Lynn like whispering a little bit in your ear. You know
2: so many people are like, that's my dream. To just have a chirping in dreams. my ear all the time. Um,
0: we should talk to all those people. Um, yeah. But no, but you know, uh, we've just really... Um, We've really seen this as an opportunity to try to take what the show ignited and, and see if we can create an environment for people to go and to explore... What it means to be a citizen what the formation of the country was we didn't want to do something that was just about the making of our show the making of our show is documented beautifully in jeremy mccarter's book mm-hmm. that's, sitting right, in front that's of you. sitting right in front of you and yes i will sign it <laughs> i will thing. sign it weirdly four times oh but perfect. i'm not going to like where it's like i wanted a where... to drive the value uh down by quarters <laughs> each time so that's what <laughs> like I'm a go.
2: highlights magazines where it's like where is where is yes, um, that's right if
0: you can find signature. my strange signature chapter <laughs> two um, something i don't know yes uh, <laughs> uh, so so yeah we're we're looking forward to just getting to work on it now in terms of realizing it and building it. The build starts. Yeah. And then Annette oh, Gordon-Reed, uh, a wonderful historian, is also kind of vetting it with us. So we just have really smart people that know things that we don't know that are yeah. that are helping uh, shape it with us.
2: So is it like everything that you, a lot of things that you wish you could have included that just time wasn't there?
0: There were absolutely Some a few things. Some of those maybe? Yes. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the show is the best representation of all the things that we thought should be in the show. Right. And, you know, and I think it was too... Lynn's credit that because we worked on the show really act one for so long it's like two and a half years with the exception of like four songs that exist in act two right. that there's very little that got cut you know the within the heights we were young who knew what was going on um, there's probably like yeah, I mean as many songs that got cut as are in the show Oh, um, wow. If not, I mean, there might be even 30 or 40 songs that got cut, wow. whereas with Hamilton, it felt like there were less than 10 that actually didn't make it there that um, in a show that obviously has a lot of music in it. So yeah. I think there was a real focus. So once we decided to commit to something, we really uh, committed to that. Mm-hmm. And the exhibit just opens up a whole other part of our brain to, to try to access that. So it, it's really been wonderful also to see David and his work, which is very representational in our show. Our show uses the audience's imagination as much as anything, because one Uh of the things we talked about a lot was the propulsive nature of Hamilton's brain can only be matched by light. So there's no walls in our show. Mm -hmm. You know, Everything just keeps on moving, whereas here, David has a chance to make six walls in 19 rooms, because it's also ceiling and floor. And so with this, you could stop and look at one Part of a wall for 15 minutes, whereas in our show, nothing lasts 15 minutes. So the except entire for
2: the entire space is the exhibition. Yes. It's not like here's an exhibition space and we're just moving in. Like the entire thing is that.
0: Yes, the inspiration for us was really almost like a very very mini world's fair. So you kind of create an environment and you use Hamilton's chronology to take you through it. But it's not it's it's not the story of how our show interacts with that. Although uh-huh. there will be beds of music and scoring that Alex and Nevin are going to work on, which oh I think will God. be pretty cool. But it's really using our show as a handrail to kind of take you through what this experience can be.
2: Right. And I saw in some of the stuff that David was posting on Instagram, because I listen to you guys on podcasts, like you, like whenever you like the cabinet. You know. <laughs> uh, but he posted one of the pictures of, um, I guess like one of the renderings, and it was the gigantic quill. And I was like, oh, that was an idea.
0: Right and so you know a lot of that was uh, with our sh- with our exhibition what we're talking about in a very sort of large way is in a larger gesture is probably a better way to say it you know, how much and how many people it takes to form this thing. Mm -hmm. But the reduction, even though that quill is 60, 65 feet, that it also is as simple as something that fell out of a bird, you dipped in ink, and it starts with a word. So it's a way to to almost pull all the way back the other other direction and realize uh, how, you know, strokes on a page are the thing that actually Begin all of this and initiate all of these things. So, right. uh, so I, I think it'll be a uh, you know hopefully a, a little bit of a, a beacon and identifier. I went to northerly Island yesterday, which is where it's going to be. It's not actually an island. Okay. It's, uh, it's oh, that's they did this weird thing where they called weird. it an island, but it's fully connected to oh, the rest right. of okay. things. Awesome. Um, and it's down by you know the where the bears play and the planetarium okay. and the aquarium and all of the, the museums down there. Sort of like their version of the, the mall right. in D.C. So
2: for all like the significant others who are great, who are like, oh, my, my person is dragging me to this Hamilton thing, there are plenty of other things to see in case you're well, bored I don't know the why Hamilton those people exhibition. will be listening to the,
0: the Hamilcast. But <laughs> well, no, I'm talking, no, to, the, no, I'm talking no, to people yeah. who are like, you
2: guys, tell your friends. That's who
0: you're talking to right now? I feel like you're talking to the I'm people I'm talking
2: that, to the listeners who are like, well, what if my husband doesn't want to come? Haven't
0: all of the listeners already gotten tickets to this? I'm not sure why that hasn't happened. <laughs>
2: (laughs) To the exhibition? Yes. Are they on sale?
0: No, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, okay. I
2: was like
0: Tommy, like, like missed, I will say it. the
2: website. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that, is there going to be a big like opening thing? I want to go. I mean, I have to go uh, to the thing. And I mean, I imagine
0: there will be. I think it's going to be a little bit of like a soft opening, like a restaurant. So we'll have kind of like a week of previews where we'll have people come in and we can learn from it in, has, in that way. Has
2: that ever happened with an exhibition where there's like a week of previews? You guys are so Broadway.
0: I don't know. You're well, so I mean, theater. We're off Broadway. Okay, we started off Broadway. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming God. other well, places probably You have probably
2: plenty do. of street cred. Tommy nope. No, no, no. You
0: just took it away.
2: Uh, give me your card yeah, Just give it to it's, me It's in my bag Hand it over Well speaking of Well that's amazing But you said card And I have some It's a wonderful life stuff In my apartment You do And that was like One of the first things you said You were like Are you in It's a wonderful life Well person? you have
0: I mean you have, a, you have You lassoing the moon It's a pretty Right
2: my, our, uh, Mike's niece My niece Mike commissioned that For my birthday And then uh, there's uh, A picture of the Like the very last scene That Zuzu herself signed And you That a
0: boy the- Clarence Yeah <laughs>
2: I can't I can't handle it remember no man is a failure as friends it's fine it's totally fine that's what I'm
0: gonna sign in your book
2: <laughs> oh if you do I will sob all over it and it'll just be big dropping tears but you're the name of your company's old 320 sycamore it is true and then we went I went on this whole thing I was like Mike like one of our our first Valentine's Day Mike did like a 320 sycamore and it was a whole thing and then you said save it and for my affection
0: for, for Mike just went through the absolute ceiling right yeah and I
2: was like well we started dating in December he did this in February is it too soon to get married I wonder for someone who did an all-out three 22nd where only he was Mary and I was George in the situation because he said I'm much of if you
0: said only he was married and you were George I no. was like, oh this is a very different story no 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 but it's, keep a whole going. Other podcast. Yeah.
2: it's a whole other podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a wonderful life is amazing and then you said well that's kind of what heights is and I said well yeah
0: yes it's basically everything that I've done is, is some version of that and uh, you know Lynn and I talked about that really early when we we're working on heights this idea of making a story about someone who just has to get out and then realizes that they're already there right so it was really right in the DNA of Usnavi right
2: and then you you just make sure Lynn says it right at the end just in case yeah we, didn't we, connect you know the-
0: we want it to be as subtle as possible but we also <laughs> want to make sure that the flung hammer that we directed towards the audience was also I was felt. Say, but he's like, we didn't think we said the word home enough <laughs> so uh so we just said it a couple more times in case anyone didn't know what we were talking
2: about oh great okay well now it's confirmed
1: I'm home Where it's a hundred in the shade But with patience and faith we remain unafraid I'm home You hear that music in the air Take the train to the top of the world And out there I'm home
0: But yeah, but it's, I mean, of, of the things that I am surprised about uh, the winter's coming, doormat. Not surprised about. And I was like, "Where could she?" I was like, what, I was "Surprised like,
2: about what? You mean about this apartment?" Yeah, I mean,
0: this apartment is <laughs> I was like. Like what? If I were to think of what it probably looked like, yeah, it's this. You've done it. I you've, did it. Yeah, you've created the thing that is that feels really like you. Oh
2: great! Well, thanks. Well, some people's
0: apartments don't feel like them. I feel like you know, my only relationship to you uh-huh. is you, like in my ear, talking uh-huh. to someone in our in our cast uh-huh. who is. Wondering if I'm listening when they're screwing off backstage, and the answer, of course, is yes. Um, So this has been one of the the great narcs of all time. And so to see you, thank you for your work. I want to thank you on behalf (laughs) of Hamilton's everywhere. Um, But I'm 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 delighted to to be here, sitting in uh, in and amongst. Uh, so many very loved things because your apartment is full of them.
2: Well, thank you And the thing is like I should probably get a new couch, but it's like how do I do that now?
0: There's no reason to get a new couch too
2: many people have like what yeah, am yeah, I yeah. gonna like get rid of like
0: you gonna leave this outside for someone to pick up
2: No and if I do, I'll, like, take a piece of it, because that's who I am. Like, I just save yeah. I everything. Just I have, like, keep things it. everywhere. Yeah. Like, forever.
0: Yeah. We you ever. should get there some things. We can talk about that also. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> I'm doing what? a little inventory right now. Yeah, we yeah, probably, yeah. Like,
2: hmm. Yeah. Just, but we'll, yeah. we'll focus on that later. Yeah, like, dogs and music, and It's a Wonderful Life. What about me made you surprised... I like wear my heart on my sleeve. So what about it's wonderful. Life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: it's not a surprise. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, okay. It's the combination of that and like, you know, this like the Stark family tree that I think is kind of interesting. now. Yeah,
2: it is. Well, it's like your family person. Look, it's true. Loyalty. Loyalty it's all, about all loyalty. the way. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Um, oh, my God. I have so many things to say. Um, so, yeah, when yeah, you said on the phone, I was like, oh, have you met? Have you learned anything from people now that you've been listening to my podcast, which is crazy? And you were like, yeah, I'm learning about how many people fuck with my show. And I don't I was think like, I said that word. Yes, you did.
0: I might have said that word. You totally. Well, and the I best remember is like when I was it's like-, like Thane being like, I hope Thomas isn't listening. And I was like, Thomas is listening.
2: <laughs> well, it's really like the Nick Walkers and the Donald Webbers. Where I'm not like, going to
0: say names. Bro- I'm just going to say. I heard. <laughs> That's I'm all always, I'm going to say.
2: I'm always saying you guys message any-
0: receipt when well, you talk into a microphone and it is recorded and put out into the world. That's
2: how the internet works, you guys. It's I, just I out found there. it out
0: from this podcast.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always saying like you're going to get called into the principal's office, and spoiler, the principal has been listening this entire time.
0: Well, you know the the principal has like one of those like two way little radios. It's like a little transistor. <laughs> right. Turns out that I can hear and you can't hear me. C- cackling like, as you <laughs> as you tell me exactly what you did so
2: they haven't really done anything that's too like not in, got,
0: not in just, any way
2: isn't that sort of part of getting through being in the trenches of a show that can be so hard and Absolutely. just being like if we, we have to either laugh all the time and fuck with each other or be really stressed out and nightmarish yeah, look, I,
0: if those are my two choices those, <laughs> those are, first of all there, seems like there, a weird game with there is the only no, two middle yeah, well, no middle ground there's no middle ground I think there might be some middle ground <laughs> There has. <to laughs> be. I'm gonna try to find some middle ground okay, find it. but yes I, um, I, I appreciated the candor which you elicit when people sit on this couch?
2: <laughs> That's what is I, I really do think is kind of amazing. I'm on the floor because I also came from radio, so I get that there's not an audience there. Right. They're used to being on stage all the time; like every move they make, someone's watching. But it feels like it's just us here, guys. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that on purpose. I'm not. So
0: you make it very clear that you're recording this.
2: I make it le- I ask for levels. <laughs> yeah, they're they handheld mics. <laughs> like you guys, it's very clear. Yeah,
0: you're you're doing your part.
2: Okay, I try.
0: There's uh, first of all. There is no great offense that is keeping me up at night.
2: Okay. Excellent. Okay. Good to know.
0: It's just everyone just took like a collective like
2: <laughs> sigh of relief if they're still listening. Like, okay, all right. This That's is, what this they is were like waiting when for.
0: All of your uh, all of your listeners just drop off. Like, I think it was like one twenty something. <laughs> well, at least Kale when, was on. <laughs> yeah, people
2: in the productions are fi- they've been holding right. their breath the whole time before you said those words. You got. I'm not like there's nothing really like fireable that you guys have done. No. I also wanted to. Thank you so much for doing the Barbershop Beastie Boys sketch skit thing that you did with Alex Lackamore. Old
0: oh, one take Lackamore. <laughs> like... We had like a door slam in that? Yes. Yeah. So
2: we... Mike and I like broke it down in one of the B-sides, but Lack had sent me a, a direct message. You
0: yeah, know, I, I remember the whole thing, but from my point of view... <laughs>
2: Well, that's this, what this I want whole
0: thing happened so because so he
2: sent me the message and was like kale and I are having so much fun over here We made this for you and I was like, this is bananas
0: I th- I'm trying to think if he if I was listening to it because I like to I listen to podcasts a lot I mm-hmm. this sort of replaced reading for me, unfortunately, right? So like I'll walk around Occasionally listen to him more on the subway or something like that or if I'm traveling and I remember listening I remember walking across across Waterloo Bridge to rehearsal mm-hmm. and i think that's where i heard the th- like the first part of it or alex was like hey listen to this thing and then when i went to rehearsal that day we were on a break maybe like a 10 or something like that and we like talked about it and then i remember we were in this downstairs room at the jerwood space and i was like oh so we should do a thing that should be like this and Alex actually made like, the piano what should be playing we've you know we spent a lot of time together so uh, you know <laughs> yeah. we can get a lot done in well you know what they seconds. say that
2: how like really good friends start to just look alike that is what <laughs> that they say if i could only one. grow a
0: goatee <laughs> if I could only grow a goatee oh, um, yeah so we finished each other's sandwiches um, and we, so we What's did up, this. <laughs> so we did this thing and I just remember that I wanted some Foley in it and so I did it with like a real door slam yeah and then Alex kind of goes back to the music so
2: and you could tell it's a real slam like you could tell it I'm is not, not... Every,
0: if there's one thing people know about me I'm not faking a slam
1: because I can't uh,
0: uh, because I can't we need you to actually uh, I'm, I'm just working on some some satisfied for the with your
1: podcast. let's go okay cool boy's the show, show.
0: Uh, Nah.
2: so thank you for that that, yeah, was, I was, that was I was delighted to be part that of that was pod. an amazing just thing. waiting
0: to be invited <laughs> just waiting up there by person. the winter is coming
2: you're busy. I didn't want... And Patrick was, like, kind of on my case about it. He was like, I can email Tommy right Patrick? now. Patrick Hines.
0: Don't get me started on Patrick Hines. Which,
2: I know, same. Which is why you're here, though. Because he finally, when Lynn said... When Lynn emailed me, it was like, do you want First Burn and also my draft for your podcast? I said said, unsubscribe. <laughs> I was like,
0: L- he's leave me alone. nice.
2: Like, he's a nice guy, but he's got to, like, pull it back, like, yeah, the yeah. tiniest bit. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me think about it. And I just finally said yes. And you guys, that's not true. You know how <laughs> I've been freaking out about it the entire time. And when I told Patrick about it, he was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I'm emailing Tommy right this minute. Like, I don't know why... I was always like, I don't want to bother them. I'm sure you're dealing with all these productions. So,
0: And by that, just biding time until I was invited on your podcast. <laughs> so you can call it what you want to call it. But you gave me a couple dates and I wasn't going to wait till 2073 or whatever <laughs> the next one was.
2: And then you just happened to pick the day you guys unveil this exhibition that everyone has kept a secret for, what did you say, 16 months? Uh,
0: yes, around that. That's
2: crazy. How do you do that? Because I feel like there's a lot that's part of your job a lot. Like cool things are happening, and you can't really talk about it.
0: Yes, it's. A, I have a weird job. <laughs> like, wh-
2: I, how do you how do you do that? I mean, I guess you talk about it with the people yeah. that you're working on it with, but right. don't you kind there's of there's
0: like a there's like a like a, a tree in Central Park, and I just go and scream in it. Totally. I, I think a lot of it's informed by. I'm going to paraphrase it, but there's this part of Death of a Salesman where there there's a conversation with Willie and Charlie. I think mm-hmm. about Bernard, and Bernard's about to go argue a case in front of the Supreme Court. And he doesn't talk about it; he just goes and does it. Mm-hmm. And Willie doesn't understand that. He's like, "How does he not talk about that?" Right. And Charlie says, "Well, he doesn't have to talk about it; he's just going to go and do it." And I remember reading that, and I was like, "You should just keep your mouth shut and just go and do stuff yeah. and not talk about it." And I'm also Jewish, so I don't like to talk about things before they happen. So, yes. So those you were like really wondering where I was going with that.
2: Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, you're clearly not Jewish. No, yes, no, but I mean, I understand that. Because I, I'm also of the the mindset when these people, I'm sorry, friends of mine who are listening, if you guys do this, these whole like long rants on Facebook about like, I've made this decision. I'm going to do this and this. It's like, or you can just do it. So
0: you just did like the millennial version of what I said. I so totally. Agree. We just went Arthur Miller to G.10. <laughs> oh,
2: that's...
0: Yikes equivalent I mean I'm right on the same <laughs> is it, level is it yikes? They're the exact same thing right
2: uh, Speaking of Millennials let's talk about freestyle I Love supreme did that is that a good segue? Sure. No. Yeah Um, please tell the people your involvement in that and just please confirm it's it's coming back eventually that there's gonna be another show We have a
0: very very great desire to do the show yeah. again So yes, we are always thinking about that and always working on it. Okay, so stay tuned I don't have any this is yeah, not yeah. me holding a secret in my head. No, 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 or is it but i I just I, I feel the same way about the show as everybody else does it is something that makes me very happy and yeah. makes audiences joyful yeah. so we would like to find a, a way and a place to do that so always always think about that and always kind of conjuring um, Free Soul of Supreme was the initial brainchild of Anthony Veneziali, mm-hmm. aka Two Cut Touch mm-hmm. let me say that again his name is Two Touch <laughs> he is only the reason I started doing theater I probably should say his name right um, so <laughs> Anthony and I went to West Wing together and his
2: web series is called Bartlett West Wing Connection Pro- Never on heard purpose of it. doesn't matter but Bartlett you should
0: yes president Bartlett
2: Pres- I mean um, excuse
0: me. <laughs> so uh, so Anthony had this idea to yeah. take all the stuff that he loved about improv and marry it with hip-hop and so during the and mostly freestyle so freestyle rapping so Lynn and Anthony during the breaks from in the Heights really early days right. when my little company was producing and Anthony was a founding member of my company so it was me Anthony my friend John Mailer and Neil Stewart Neil and John were the ones who saw in the Heights when they were seniors, they saw this sophomore kid do the show called In the Heights. Mm-hmm. They told me and Anthony about it. And in 2000, two years before Lynn graduated, they sent me this demo CD and a script. And I grudgingly admitted that my friends who were seniors in college were right. <laughs> um, and I was like, you're, you're absolutely correct. This is something that feels unlike so much of what's being made right now sure. and sounds like contemporary music. So when does he graduate? And they said, two years. And I said, great, let's go start a little company. And when we are ready, maybe he will be ready. So we go when we meet Lynn, we bring him down to this little basement on 40th Street. Mm-hmm. We start working on In the Heights. And during the rehearsal breaks, Lynn and Anthony would just kind of jam. Mm-hmm. And they'd be rapping and kind of making stuff up. And then they got this idea to go and get some alcohol and do that for an audience. Right. And so they did that. I think the first one, Bill Sherman was on saxophone. Um, Arthur might have been there. Chris Sullivan aka Shockwave right. was maybe in the audience but hadn't seen it I, I don't remember that exactly and it was like a little bit of like a beautiful disaster But more beautiful than disaster right and like really cool and like something was sparking
2: And so, You weren't involved at that point you were just like I was just like these people are doing this thing and I Well, know I mean them. they
0: were my very very good friends, right, right. but they either uh, I don't remember why I didn't go right. Um, oh, you didn't even go. I didn't even go. Yeah mm. I mean come on guys cook it a little bit more <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I,
2: I I only see things when they I probably been had to shots. go read
0: some like very intense literature by Arthur Miller. <laughs> um, so I was doing something annoying. They were doing something fun, story of my life. And they said, hey, we think there's something there. They might have done a couple more. And then I went to go see them at the pit. And I said, oh, there's there's something here. I'd, I'd love to join you. Yeah. And I just sort of started talking to them about structure and ideas I had. And we were all very much on the same page. And so it was um, this organism that kind of grew from that. Yeah. And that was like in two thousand. It was the, you know, it was the day of the blackouts. I think it was August sixteenth, two thousand
2: three. Oh man, I
0: remember. I was not in, in New York City when it happened, and that's when they did this show. We might have already started working together in, in that capacity. I mean, we would worked on Heights for like a year, and I remember they were doing a show at the Pit, mm-hmm. the People's Improv Theater, which was on maybe 29th Street at yep. that time around there. And the power went out, so they marched Cradle of Rock style up to fortieth Street and did the show for like, uh, you know, this group of people that went with him. Yeah. and I remember he- talking to them about that. And it was like, oh, so people came with you to and like followed you and how was it? And then I I think it was shortly after that that I started to kind of come and hang out with them a little more on that.
2: Yeah. So can you just talk about like how your role as a director when something is improvised? Like how does that? Yeah.
0: It's like coaching a team. So yeah, you come up with structure and a playbook as it were. Right. And, you know, my job was also helping them create the like the songs or the games that we were doing. Finding the people you know, improv can be noted just like anything else. Sure. And so a lot of it was because I was not performing with the group, I could be outside of the group uh-huh. and make sure that the cadence of the show, it was very much like sequencing a mixtape. I mean, all the things we do are kind of like sequencing a mixtape, right. I mean, musicals included. So, you know, the opening number is this kind of introduction. Right. The second which know. thing we, that's right, um, which I know is usually after the, the thing where we pull the words out of the bucket. We pulled the words out of the bucket because people didn't believe it was improv. So we thought, what's a way to let people know this is actually happening? And so we would do it at like a 100 seat theater, and if you do 12 words, Roughly one out of every ten people's like that's my word the people around them would see them react exactly. and by the end of that It was like oh, they didn't write this Exactly. So then we would go into like something that was kind of pop culture like a what y'all know before uh-huh. we started doing the story stuff But like do that before you get to the story games We would always end with day in the life uh-huh. Which was kind of a perfect ending because everybody's day that was at the show ended with them coming to the show So we always could kind of wrap it back around itself. So things like that, you know, just putting those things together. A lot of it's just, you know, managing a very boisterous and talented group of absolute knuckleheads. There's Um, one
2: clip, I think, from Joe's pub where uh, I think it's C-Jack saying the names like pulling the names yeah, out yeah. of the bucket and lynn like not understanding a word isn't it somebody's name and so right. in the in lynn's freestyle it's like guess what like you got it i mentioned you i said your name yeah,
1: like yeah. next one now you're ready let the tour begin your first word is garen what garen Hey Garin, you got a shout out, I'll really your word, man, I figured I would shout out your name Cause I don't know what a Garin, unless it's like a Garin, or like a guillotine, I am seen Peanut butter, supreme peanut butter and jelly is what I eat and makes my butt smelly But that's okay, cause I really like it with the sandwiches I speak English, Spanish, and vulgar in two languages Rhesus, oh yeah, I like the Rhesus Monkey flinging these words like fucking pieces Pieces, my fucking senior thesis Please believe
0: and that was the kind of thing that made people feel like, oh, this is now. So the immediacy of that was right. was very much in it. So, um, you know, and that was a group too. that job was uh, almost more like managing a band. Because once yeah. we had the structure of the show, then it was about noting it and doing all those things. But, you know, we started to rotate new people in. Chris Jackson and Lynn and I got pretty busy with Heights. Mm-hmm. So we had to find people to come into the show. We were introduced to this young guy, Udkar Shambudkar, who came in. We called him lindian because he took lynn's track (laughs) when lynn had to step out chris jackson said hey you have to meet my friend james iglehart He can freestyle he's from the bay and we met james uh anthony introduced us to david so you know it was like it would happen in a very organic way people would see the show occasionally and come and jam with us a little bit but we grew pretty slowly because it was a very strange skill set that those those uh few uh, superheroes have.
2: And I love that it works so well that you have to figure out what games to play on stage actually to be like, no, this is... Well, Lynn talked about the non-rhyming game,
0: right? Did he also do like the non-rhyming game? Like it got to a point like rhyming was almost... Not as challenging as the other thing because you have to continue to subvert it because it's like the globetrotters Like like they kind of know they're gonna win. Right, um, right. so how do they challenge themselves? And how do how do I set up, you know, some sort of architecture? Yeah, Well, I
2: sort of blacked out as I do during all my uh, Recordings, but when I stupidly asked them to teach me how to freestyle like I can't even think about it I forgot every word. Do in you really the bl- are you not
0: like do you not feel in your body when you do these things?
2: No, I do. I'm super here. But after the fact as I'm editing it, I'm like, oh, wow, that but right. here i'm i'm super here don't worry about it <laughs>
0: which well, um, you keep on looking out the window and i think that's weird i would like you to <laughs> yeah, like, just be present
2: who is what that is beautiful what is,
0: i'm finally here 67. i've worked oh, so sorry, hard. sorry
2: sorry um shockwave like air quotes taught me how to beat box yeah yeah boots no, and cuts like, it's not. now
0: part of your it's like part of the <laughs> thing
2: know. and it's so funny my husband was like you know it's not boots and cuts i was like that's why it's hilarious right. everybody that's comedy that's comedy you can't
0: talk about it too much
2: I, Exactly. It's like, you know, it's funny when you have to explain what the joke is. That's, that's when you really That's right. That but I, I have to say, like, I've,
0: I've worked on a bunch of things and that is as concentrated a group of good humans and talent right. that I've ever been around. Yeah. And so I still feel like the show is kind of a secret. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is that we find a way for more people to introduce themselves to the show and the show to get to meet them i will do my best to to wrangle that group and and get us back on stage
2: all right well i'm gonna hopefully not be one of the million people who are shut out of tickets (laughs) because i mean even last time the show i went to last time it was sold out in like
0: i know but if if we do it like i want to do it and like have a run of the show like i'm not this like one-off stuff anymore like i want to do it and like sit down and Uh really do the show you guys can do it here i know you'll probably have like some availability (laughs) in 2073 when you're done doing the Hamilcast. Oh, my
2: God. The revival
0: of Hamilton just for the, closed. for
2: the street cred that you're just giving. You're saying all these things. It just doesn't uh, compute. So if you could walk me through what your day was like on like a random Tuesday at the public... And then how that changed to a random Tuesday on Broadway and like what you're doing tomorrow, because tomorrow is also a Tuesday. Like how <laughs> So has
0: thematically, what we're doing is exploring Tuesdays. You're just,
2: it's really, too, it's Tuesdays with Tommy.
0: Um, yeah, well, I mean, the job is the same. The fun thing is that the job is basically the same, whether you're doing a reading uh-huh. for five people or no people or a workshop or the show. What changes, obviously, as you get closer to production, is that my responsibility ultimately is to make sure that everybody is telling the same story Mm -hmm. and telling it in the same way. So it's about unification. My job is about taking all of these different energies and these different ideas and making sure they're synthesized and it's all in service of realizing what the author has given us to build. So when we're in readings and we're in workshops, the focus is really on the text and performance, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of learning. Um, it's a lot of them learning material. It's a lot of us learning from them trying material on, and they're not really thinking about how the show moves or how the show sounds or how the show looks at that point. When we did the first, the first real kind of public presentation that was staged at all was the one in April May of 2014, mm-hmm. where we staged the first act. We had some sort of uh, maybe like five or six set pieces. And then we had some costumes, but no lights, no sound, um, and maybe like five or six people in the band. So we were starting to play with orchestration a little bit. We just read the the second act. We actually just like stopped moving and sat there and right. read the second act, which was a very smart idea that Alex had when we realized that we were going to run out of time. Mm-hmm. And Alex was like, you know, we don't have to stage the second act. And I was like, we're taking the five, we're <laughs> taking the five. <laughs> um, uh, and so, you know, my job is you know, my job is a little bit different every day, but also usually the same, which is I answer like 100 questions a day Uh and I probably ask like 40. So, you know, sometimes my answer is, I don't know. Sometimes my answer is, let's find out tomorrow. And sometimes I have very specific thoughts about it. So if we're in the writing of the show, it's a lot of conversations with Lynn. And, you know, from 2011 till we did the Lincoln Center thing in 2012, mm-hmm. it was really, you know, just me and Lynn and then Alex would come and join us and from, you know, the time before that, you know, it would be Lynn just kind of sharing stuff. And then after we did the Lincoln Center thing as we move forward, Lynn and I would just kick it around for a long time before yeah. we even had anything we could bring to Alex. Um, you know, Andy didn't really join us until after we did this stuff in Poughkeepsie in the summer of 2013. And then, of course, obviously his input became essential as we right. started thinking about how to build from there. Um, so you're sort of like marching along like the yellow brick road and you like, pick a friend up and uh-huh. then you pick another friend up. Um, and the question that we're always asking is, you know what story does Lim want to tell is this connected to that original initial impulse he had and my job is to make sure that the answer is Yes, or that we're identifying when it evolves into into something else So I'm, you know, I, I'm having lots of different conversations with actors that are all completely different You know, one of the things I love about my job and on the management side is You know if I if there are you know, the Skyler sisters are all three dressing rooms in a row mm-hmm. and my conversations with whomever it is you know that's in those three dressing rooms necessarily needs to be different and completely tailored to who they are Right not only when a different actors in there, but you know from one doorway to the next You know I relate to everybody differently because they ask for different things from me They need different things from me and right. my job is not just do one thing and say adapt to me My job is to adapt to, to the person right now. I know how to stand in front of a group of people And speak to the collective and hopefully say something that everyone can can understand it is clear but then my job is to go in there and be more granular and to have all of those conversations and obviously I have an incredible support staff with the resident directors you know and the supervising director Patrick of course you know who's been with me for so long who you know can care you know we can all sort of carry this water together Mm -hmm. um I've always been very conscious and intentional about designating um it's important to me that you know that the show exists when i'm not there I, i've said this a lot but if i if i leave and the show isn't able to function then i failed so right. i'm building scaffolding so when you take the scaffolding away which is me mm-hmm. it can go i'm like a booster rocket to get it into orbit and then it needs to happen without me uh-huh. otherwise i haven't done my job
2: right And so how do you... Because I'm one of those people too. You know, like my husband, Mike, he's an actor and a writer and also a director. Mm -hmm. So there are times and we work together constantly with our web series, The Residuals, like I was the editor. So when Mike would come up with ideas as a director or in the script, he would say like, well, how about we do this kind of thing? And I would instantly go to like what the final product could be. But how do you as a director like... If you get one, if one of those questions that either you're asking or is asked to you, how do you not jump to the end and be like, "Mm, I don't know if we can do that? Like, how do you stay in the moment of answering the question that was asked and not going into like, well, for that to happen, we need this and this and this. Or do you do that? And is that okay?
0: I I do that and I think it's okay. But sometimes, you know, I try to play it out because, you know, Lynn could write four words on a page that could completely change the costume set and lighting design. And Lynn is not someone who writes a script with... You know, with very uh, detailed specifics about what the scenery should look like. Right. That's a conversation that we have, yeah. and, and he's incredibly trusting and has a lot of faith in both me and in the group of you know designers that we assemble. Yeah. To realize and articulate this this thing for him, um, and so sometimes a conversation on a Tuesday. Could become Thank something, you. yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. You for I know to stay hunting, on task. Pretty um, pretty uh, you know, sometimes those early conversations you
2: can lean back if you can want, have, that's why I'm handy. I'm sort of like a lean forward, oh, okay? Great, 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 me too. I'm um, like, yeah, okay,
0: good. uh, like I don't think I've ever leaned back in my entire life. Oh, you should way.
2: probably do you like take days off? No,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. you do, yeah, like, this is a day off. From whatever time we started until this, this but, is I, come. What's what's better than talking to you? This is a day off.
2: Tommy Hill this is crazy. Paid anyway, vacation. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh, you know, so I am both thinking of w- what it could mean, what the repercussions f- for that might be. Yeah, but I'm also not putting pressure on myself or that person to think that we need to be any further than Tuesday. One of the things I say all the time is on day four, let's just be at day four. Right. Because we'll get to day five when we get there. If you and, and if you've ever made anything, if you've ever made anything in a rehearsal process, you get the script as far as it can get for day one of rehearsal. And then two weeks later, you look at that script and it's whatever percentage changed and evolved. And you think, oh my God, how were we ever you just you get as far as you can get and then you leave the studio and then you start tech and that you do that first preview And That first preview script compared to where you start a rehearsal. It's like a cousin of it right. And how did you ever well? That doesn't matter like you just needed to get there in the time that it took you to get there So I'm really insistent that we don't try to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm also Persistent and that I don't want us to be behind where we're supposed to be so, you know I'm, I move relatively quickly um, and I I like momentum and building momentum and there's yeah. a lot of learning in this particular show right but Directing Hamilton is the same as directing everything else I've directed. Uh, it's the same skill set. It just requires all of you, right? Like that—that's the thing about directing a musical is all of your skill sets are being tapped, yeah. and you also have a different level and kind of collaboration because when you're working on a play, it's you and the writer, your designers, and your actors. Like that's the only people in the room. When you're making a musical, you have often a book writer, you have a composer, you have a lyricist, you have a choreographer, you have an orchestrator, you have a mm-hmm. music director. There's many other people there to help you problem solve. And yeah. so it's a it's a more communal experience.
2: How do you know when you're behind?
0: You just feel it. Really? Yeah. So it's that easy? I think so, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not someone who, like, I know that we'll have a target. Hey, by the end of this week, we want to be here. Hey, by this, we want to be there. But right. we've... I don't think I've ever done a show where we haven't gotten there because we haven't been ready to do that thing, mm-hmm. you know. So you might again; it's not going to be fully cooked or formed. But you know, the way that I work and I stage is, you know, it's not like you're building and teaching choreography where or teaching music where Alex can like in a seven-hour day tell you exactly how far he's going to get and how much time he needs to teach something. And that that's just a, a little bit of a, a a different approach to to a, a very specific. Um, part of a show that doesn't really apply to how I work
2: yeah so how do you work with Andy Blankenbuehler because the thing about Hamilton that (laughs) are you okay
0: I told you I was going to throw this drink on the ground (laughs) that's my inability to to put just Mr. your mouth I do
2: it all the time
0: it's like it's it's airplane's a big movie for me so it's fine (laughs)
2: This is a safe space. You can really be yourself. Yeah, and I,
0: you I, I feel like I can.
2: Great. Um, so how do I work with Andy? How do you work with Andy Blankenbuehler? Because the, th- the thing about Hamilton that, and I always say this, it's like no shade or disrespect at all to a show like a 42nd Street where, or a Crazy For You where it's like, and we're all in a line tap dancing. Every single person on that stage is doing something different. I mm-hmm. mean, like a Yorktown or whatever, there are people doing the same thing. But how do you guys communicate when he... I imagine has a brain that works in a very different way where he's like oh no well I'll just do that like Andy, please come and hang because I have so many questions about yeah. how he can see all of these people on stage doing no, different it, you, things I mean, at the I, same time. I mean, I look time. forward to your conversation with like, Andy I just it's don't pretty, understand it. So, yeah. how do you work with someone like that in a show like this where there are just a zillion things happening? You just at once? have a lot of
0: conversations early on. Yeah, um, so we're very clear when we break off and go into different rooms, or he goes into his studio about what we're trying to accomplish, what right. what is the story of that song, what's essential for us to try to communicate, and Andy's movement is so lyric specific and driven by the lyric that the storytelling is both focused and accentuated and occasionally underlined or highlighted um along the way. When
1: we first dove into Hamilton, one of the things that I loved about the score was that Lynn had written these themes that repeat all through the show. And so I knew that we needed to find a vocabulary, a physical vocabulary, that also pulled these themes through the show. One of the biggest ones is in my shot, just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. So that was a phrase that I wanted to make really special and very repeatable. And we do do it lots of different ways in the show at lots of different times. So here's a look at what that step looks like. So we're in second position. like in the spirit of the American people at that time, nice and strong, we're reaching out as if we're gesturing to all those people over there, all those people over there, then we lean hand to heart, so it comes up almost like a Pledge of Allegiance, like the birth of the Pledge of Allegiance, so it goes six, seven, and... Just like my country, I'm young. The hand flips out, scrappy and hungry. And so right away, it's about saying that we disregard the rules. We do whatever we want, but we do it with a lot of flavor.
0: So it's just lots of conversations early on. It's also about trusting your collaborators. In the same way that, you know, when Lynn wrote uh, You'll Be Back, on his honeymoon with no piano. Mm-hmm. He's like sent it to us. I'm like, Oh, okay. So that song's done. Like, I don't know what changed from that. Right. Um There are some things that Andy would work on and bring in 10 drafts and we'd watch and talk about it and change this and change that. And then there's things like room. I remember seeing room where it happened and, uh, is it Happens? What is the name of the song? Room Where It Happens?
2: It's called The Room Where It Happens. It's in
0: uh, a little it's, show called
2: Hamilton and American Musical. So it's not
0: it's not ED on the end. Okay. No, 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 it's I'm Happens. It's, ha- it's
2: Happening. So it's,
0: it's, a, it's a present tense thing. Right, right. It's like you're present. Right. Um, so <laughs> uh, you are. The artist is present. Um, so Andy Blankenbuehler brought that in and showed it to us. And we're like, cool. So what's next? Because there's really nothing to say about that. So sometimes things right. come out fully formed right. for all of us. Um, and, you know, and I, I think that obviously you had a chance to talk to, to Stephanie. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not in the studio with Andy when he's working for eight hours on like 16 counts. Like I'm I'm not there with him. He might say, hey, come in. I've got a couple minutes to show you or uh-huh. I have like a chunk to show you. But I, I don't want someone coming in while I'm bumping into the furniture. So sure. I try to also just give people space to go and do what they need.
2: Yeah. Thank you for the what's next west wing thank you so much sure. for that happy to be um here. but was there ever it's and, all for you <laughs> thank you um it's not at all it's just how you it's like who you are you can't not well, who quote i am the west it turns wing. out
0: is really just for you and your listeners <laughs> i've been living my whole life
2: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> waiting for may 7th i'm just happy you acknowledge it because
0: this was the time I, if not I was, now i was gonna say i'm it, trying so. to be present and acknowledge these things when they're in front of me
2: <laughs> but what if they're and i'm not asking this i promise. For any like shade or to get any dirt at all i'm asking this because i work with my friends all the time like what if andy showed you something and you were like i hate that like or not hate it but it's like it's just so not what and i would just tell him you would tell him and yeah. it would be fine yeah and you'd work through it and but that's... yeah but i
0: do it in a constructive way sure. so well, you know, like, you're I mean, not
2: just like and get out
0: no but i'm saying like that's so much of what i think about both life and and directing or giving notes it's not about what you say it's about when you say it and how you say it
2: like leo McGarry. Oh.
0: Maybe you have watched some of the same things I have. (laughs) Um, So, you know, Andy's brought in stuff that was gorgeous or really um, dynamic and wonderful and not right for the thing. Just like Lynn's written songs that were really excellent that didn't move the story forward or... I had an idea to have a pool. You know what I mean? So like we all, <laughs> we all have our things.
2: That's the thing. And when Corins, when you come on, th- we'll probably talk mm. about this. I feel like it's more of a Corins question that that there was a pool at the end of the show. If you guys have n- don't know it, first and three then- previews.
0: And I think I've said this to David. Like I knew as soon as we started working on it that it wasn't, right. it wasn't, and it was like, it like wasn't, a reflecting. It pool wasn't at the needed. End.
2: Right, right, right. So
0: the final image of it was gorgeous. Yeah. But like the getting there just was. It was asking a question that we didn't want to be asking at that time. Right. But I also remember saying to Lynn, David has worked as hard as all of us have to get here. We need to see this a couple times. Mm-hmm. I can't just cut something after the first time because it didn't work. So let's just let's do it a couple times. Right. We might know what we think, but that's one piece of data. Right. Let's go get a couple more, and then we'll make our decision. And yeah. and I feel like I owe it to my collaborators to both be really honest with them about how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. but also to let them get a couple. Uh, wax at it too because they they do that for me
2: yeah i mean you did ask david give me 10 reasons why we could use the double turntable
0: famously according to david
2: famously i know and i I keep telling you that like i don't want to talk about things that people can very easily google which we've already touched on but that is just a big thing that you were like give me 10 reasons why and he was like happily and then i think he got to like six and you were like okay it's fine let's do
0: it yeah Yeah. and and i said one thing to david i was like this show cannot stop because of this turntable because we, we, I know we don't need it. So what you're doing is we're doing something that's additive. So make sure that that never gets in the way of, of people's experience in our show. Right. And so, and that's obviously in David's department to work with the production management team. And they knew how important that was to me Right. Uh, because I saw this thing happen with no turntable at a workshop. And the reaction at the end of the show was exactly the same, uh-huh. right? It was just as deeply felt Right. as we could get it there. Then when we uncovered and David started to demonstrate these other ways that we could use this turntable, we got to a place we wouldn't have gotten to in right. terms of the, the depth of feeling. Yeah. But it also was was really important to me that, you know, we, we had a show where the story was the show and not what didn't work.
2: So how did you do Satisfied without the turntable?
0: When we first did it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a version they can do that they rehearse without the turntable. Right. So there's just like a, another version of it. Right. It's just like they move uh, in, they a, just, in a circular way. Oh, they just dance way.
2: beautifully and perfectly. Yeah. Basically. Is that it? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to, like, it's sort of an echoing in my mind. I didn't want to say like that anything Andy Bueller would, would, sh- would show to you would be bad, but just right. no, not, that's, not,
0: it's just not, it right might not be what we needed. Yeah. And very rarely on this show, by the way, yeah, but yeah. like I've done a bunch of stuff with Andy and I've also brought in stuff and tried it and it, and it w- might have had a level of quality right. that was was solid or strong, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't the right thing. Everything comes with this foundation of trust and faith. Right. I have a very deep appreciation for how hard hundreds of people work to make this show happen every day. And I am one of them. Right. And so I I need all of them. And hopefully I'm making myself useful enough that they need me. And so I, uh, we start from that place. Yeah. And, and that, that's my hope. And that's what we endeavor to do.
2: Okay, you guys all heard that, right? That was Tommy Kale in my apartment and we recorded it and that was all real, like what I edited, that's a real thing? Okay, because I need need some clarification that that actually happened. Oh my God, I'm so grateful. Tommy, thank you so much, that was awesome. But guess what, you guys? There's another episode next week. We talk about the West Wing Weekly, Grease Live, how Lynn and Tommy ended up in the Sex and the City movie. Yes, we get the whole story. And we even touch on that final moment in Hamilton what there's something big that happens at the end of Hamilton you say yes it's true we talked about it it's great but we also talk about a bunch of other stuff because it's me and Tommy Cale and we both talk at 1.5 speed all the time and I have a lot to say so he says incredible things I get emotional I cry at him a little it's a whole whole thing so come back next week I love you guys I'll talk to you so soon thank you so much for listening I'm img.pen To support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. You can get access to the closed Facebook group where you can submit questions for upcoming guests, get behind-the-scenes access, live AMA videos, and other cool rewards. My gratitude for the Patreon peeps is through the roof and always will be. Thehamilcast.com is the home of all your podcast needs, including episodes, guest bios, and my Hamil reference-heavy and extensive notes on the Churnow chapters that I insist on calling chirpters. Sorry about that. You can listen to episodes anywhere you get your podcasts, but I'm just saying if you really loved it, you would subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for the podcast on social media, it couldn't be easier. At The Hamilcast on all the things. I'm at Jillian with a G on all social media and you can check out The Residuals, my web series with Mike, you know Mike, at theresiduals.tv and my true crime podcast with Patrick Hines of theater people at truecrimeobsessed.com. Thank you again for listening to The Hamilcast. I'll talk to you in five seconds on Twitter.